0: Welcome to Wizard Team, a Black Magical Podcast for Black Magical Stories.
1: Hi everyone, it's Bayana, Robin, and Portia embarking on a journey through the many fantasy stories written by and about Black people. We're super excited to be discussing Legendborn by Tracy Dion, and today we're talking chapters three through five.
2: Previously on Wizard Team, we met Free Matthews as she learned that her mother died. Um, at the moment, she was just so traumatized, like she kind of has like a static interference moment. She's Things are occurring over a cloud of just grief. Um, so while she sees some suspicious things, and which is our actual early, um, earliest introduction to magic in the story, um, we can't really get an under clear understanding of it because Bree does not um, have the ability to think clearly about it. Uh, But where we pick up next with her is three months later, um, where she's at the early college program at UNC Chapel Hill, her mother's alma mater and the like source of the antagonism between her mother and her uh, before her mother died. Um, She's there. Uh, She and her bestie Alice um, are from this rural part of North Carolina and the only person they know there is this homegirl named Christine. And it was like, come on, like we, everyone does this. Everyone goes to this party party. I think it's Charlotte. Charlotte, I don't know why I'm thinking CH. Um, (laughs) Same thing. (laughs) Christine, Charlotte, same. Um, They, Charlotte's like, hey, let's go to the party. Everyone does this the first year. Everyone, it's a rite of passage for everyone. Um, You're totally not getting in trouble um and what happens but we see kids jumping off of cliffs and uh brie who's going through this moment of kind of like dissonance in herself where she's um determining whether she's her before brie or her after brie her after brie component really wants her to take on the danger she sees in front of her even though common systems allow her to chill out um luckily for her She does have um, a common sense on um, Alice. And strangely, in this complete stranger who tells her that she better not think about it when Alice walks away, um, Alice is not happy being there. She doesn't know why Brie dragged her out to this. Um, And the random boy that tells her that she shouldn't (laughs) jump in um, then follows up this common sense with no sense at all grabbing her. So, (laughs) do people make sense right now? No. And the the person who most makes no sense in this moment is Breeze herself. She doesn't even know what she's going through, like what she wants to do with herself. Um, As she's going through this unknowing, um, all she knows is that cell is dangerous and strange. Um, And then as she's following um, people, to the source of like, oh. dangerous, but... strange,
0: and kinda hot. Continue. like,
1: <laughs> <Whatever. laughs> important! Um, We're gonna um, have so many different like, opinions important. on all these characters. We're gonna she have like the same that opinions he is and like, different too... ones. But it's gonna be really funny to find out which ones are which. She says she like, he's like too beautiful, too the
2: Feralness entertaining. Like I look, we'll get there. It's gonna. She it's gonna did evolve. describe him
1: as beautiful. Sure, the record, the record, I'm just record, saying so. it's a It comes in, <laughs> it
0: it is it, important for the story. Continue.
2: Anyways, um as she's like people have like peeled away alice and charlotte are no longer in vantage they say they're going to go off with charlotte's strange uh, talking about strange boys i don't know who charlotte what her what she's prescribed to i don't know what she finds in this this boy but he's definitely in tooth, um and for whatever reason she and alice have walked off with him to see if him do well, a random activity basically beer chug or whatever um, And the crowd has gotten really quiet, so Bree is left with no other choice, of course, but to follow the strange, beautiful boy, um, and as she follows him, she realizes that there's a fight that's brought up, that's uh, broken out between like four football players. Um, but strangely, what she really is starting to see is something moving as a glimmer. Um, and the strange boy and this random girl called Tor, that he calls Tor, uh, show up and start uh, battling not with the boys, but with this mysterious, glimmering entity that she learned just called an easel, um, reveals some stuff about Merlin, a king's mage, and that's all tied to strange boy Selwyn. And then also, the he Sel has the ability to control people's minds, so she's freaking out about the fact that he's able to tell people to move away from this insult incident and, and so, that's including her. She's also lured into walking away. She's only able to break out of it because she's in this like dissonant headspace with herself and is falls into a tree basically. Um, and then while she's trying to come to grips with all this, while she's crushing by a tree, um, she's also just like, what is, is this magic? Is this, a thing. Um, and the last thing we really hear in a conversation between cell Tor and the easel uh, before they kill it is that there's something about gates um, and particularly on campus as well. Um, so Bri knows that whatever she's seeing is not limited to just this incident. And that is like partially related not only to cell and tour, but there's something happening on campus as well. And that's where we leave
0: off. Okay. So, that starts us into chapter three. Um, finally, finally, Brie leaves the woods and she sees Charlotte and Alice standing by a sheriff's patrol car because she has been gone. Like, for some time between the fight breaking out And then trying to find um, Alice and then getting distracted by that entire recap that Portia just gave us with the cell and the magic and the beautiful boy, Um, beautiful, strange, dangerous boy. Um, Hmm. And so when she, so most of the party has broken up. Most of the kids have left. And when she finally comes out, it's just Charlotte and Alice standing next to a patrol car. Charlotte's boyfriend is nowhere to be found, which, break up with the boy, but, you know, we'll see. But I'm just saying, if you're not gonna rock with me while I'm standing by a patrol car, then you're not gonna rock with me. Uh, right. <laughs> you just left me to deal? Alice is visibly upset, and as Brie goes to, like, comfort her, she does not want any comfort from Brie. She doesn't even want Bree to touch her. Um...
1: It's, it's interesting. Like, I just want to point out, like, I, I get it on that side, but also, like, bree has been missing in the woods for a minute. So there's also, like, a lack of, like, oh, shit, you're, are you good? Right, because they were separated. It's, It's like, right. Yeah. And Bree did, like, obviously, granted, Brie was definitely in there, like, longer than she should have been, but she did start out looking for Alice. Like, she was trying to get out, and so there's no, like, moment of them, on both sides, being like, oh, thank God, you're okay type situation. And, like, I get it, there's a cop here, you weren't supposed to be here in the first place, you know, like, it's, it's, you're upset about that. But then it's also, like, your friend has definitely not emerged from this forest <laughs> in however much time.
2: At the same time, so, yeah. when I mentioned last episode, I really need to check in on Bree's phone because <laughs> how many missing yeah. texts and phone calls are on her phone right now? Right. Yeah.
0: And I think this is like the start of, we kind of talked about this um, in the last episode about her relationship with Alice and kind of the changes that they're going through. Like, they started this journey as two very smart other kids in a small town who wanted to get out alice had the support of her parents brie didn't really but when they were applying to go to early college and all of the stuff they have all these plans of how they're going to do it together brie goes through like a really big shift and like we said like a lot of these early chapters is just her like dealing with her grief like she is she has labeled herself before brie and after brie and that incident is her mother's death which is only three months ago like it's not, not a long, long time, time. All,
1: especially it's... in terms of like <laughs> as far as group processing and, and group not only like, processing it's like grief nothing. but like your mother like
0: you're, you're like mm-hmm. not that to say that there are there but there are there are different levels of grief and there are also different levels of processing that you have to go through depending on who you lose and like they could be someone very close to you like i remember the difference in losing both of my grandmothers where one was going through dementia and it had been a long process and i was very sad i you know so my grandmother i'm very close to her but i also felt kind of relieved that she wasn't suffering anymore you know what i mean and we and my and like mm-hmm. it sounds weird but like my mom isn't being a caretaker in the same way that she was before it was very very hard to watch that like slow process and then my other grandmother the grandmother my it felt like boom overnight and she was gone and yeah. so those even though they were both my grandmothers like cl- close to them in different and different we had different relationships but still they're you know that same kind of level of closeness the grieving was completely different like and it's it's still here with with me and it shows up in weird ways, you know I go like past Petco Park I went to the library and cried in the bathroom because I miss my grandma and she's been gone for some years but when the new San Diego library opened, I went with my grandmother and something about going in that building unlocked something and you know what I mean, so like there are different levels and there's different like capacities, but And, and like I said, like Years later, I still have these moments where it's not every day. I'm not, like, you know, grieving my grandmother, but, like, there will be these moments in which it, like, hits you a little bit harder. Your mother, your parents, the people that you see every day who are taking care of you, who the last moment you were fighting with about something that really mattered to you is going to be a huge, a huge change, shock, like, process. And it's only been three months and there was no
1: warning and she's also now in the there's no warning and also now she's in this place that her that like was the source of the fight with her mom is like where her mom like you know went to school so there's all these other things coming up too it has to be really surreal and weird and we talked about a bit last uh, episode about also like Brie feeling all of this and being angry but not having anywhere to put it right And so, it kind of also contributes to her kind of just kind of being all over the place a little bit, which makes a lot of sense.
0: But Um, I also don't want to discount that for Alice
1: that, like... Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't don't necessarily think that that is something that, like, Alice... I'm not expecting her to get that all right away, especially because, as we see, especially in the stretch of chapters we're discussing, this episode, like... Brie is also kind of not articulating that and is holding a lot of it in um, and not like expressing that to Alice. And so there is, to an extent, only so much that Alice can do because there's only so much that she can see. Um, I still and I feel less like I feel less like this now because we're able to like this is like my third time reading it. And, you know, we're going a little deeper into it versus like my initial reaction reading the first time where I was just like, girl, like <laughs> be there for your friend. Now it's like, no, I do understand. It's like, it's hard because you can't, you don't get all, like Alice is not getting the download of everything that's going on in Bree's brain like we are.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, And so a lot of what she's able to go off of our actions and things that in her head is like, this isn't Bree. This isn't something that she would regularly do. And like, why is she putting me in this position? I think some of those things could be answered by being like, okay, clearly my my best friend has gone through a trauma, a huge trauma, life changing (laughs) event, and that's not that means things are not going to be how they were before. Um,
2: But you know, people project. Like people project. Like if whatever Alice does when she goes through grief is probably she's like expecting from grief. But here's the thing too.
0: Alice is sixteen. She's probably never had a loss like this like God yeah like I, and that's not the similar. other thing yeah is that, like i don't think breathe obviously breeze never had a loss like this and and you don't they're at this moment where you're like i still remember like those years especially when i was going to college where your parents are like your guideposts you're like your 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 safety but also like your constant right like everything is changing around you you're in a new city you're on your own for the first time they're young they think that they can handle it but you you know we talked about last episode like even when you're the right age to go to college like it's more than you I mean you can you can assume and some people transition better than others but it's still a lot it's a big transition and so Mm -hmm. um, we hear later in this in this chapter Alice's parents have already they've already discussed like Alice is going to go home every weekend out like mm-hmm. so she she can't really fathom what's going on and Bree is not articulating and sharing so it's really just like two it's like the blind leading the blind kind of in this whole situation and it's really sad but I love the way that Tracy writes this because it's like
2: they're all each other has at the same time like
0: like you by on I'm like girl have like, have some sympathy have a little bit of empathy like you know what I mean like but you're like, just stretch yourself a little bit to figure out, like, that she's obviously going through it. But also, thinking about myself at 16, like, how much empathy can you have when you can't even fathom what going through it means? Imagine. Yeah, you can't, ima- like, you can't put yourself in the shoes. They don't even have like- their
2: driver's license yet. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. There's, like, and also even, like, it. yeah, it's just, like, you, especially, and I think also there's also this thing of, like, they're going through... They're both going through a big change, like a change of, you know, environment. They're off on their own, on, you know, for the first time, and like there's also that sense of like we were supposed to go into this together and have each other's backs and do this thing, and you decided to come and still do this thing, and so you know, it's it's like the trying to like, or not being able to fully adjust in your brain, like how this thing is going to be different. Like I don't think Alice coming into this had a moment and like it's something i have to do you know what i mean you have to adjust your expectations going into something it might not be what you initially thought it was going to be but you have to and some people need that like prep time before <laughs> but she didn't take that time to be like okay brie is in a different headspace here she's still you know what i mean like we don't know what their what things were like before they got to um to college because they we skipped that that three months so it's not completely like we don't know what how their dynamic has shifted in that time. Um,
2: it seems like they played. But it a I bit think safer. that Alice didn't really. You said what? It seems like they played it a bit safer because of how. Um, how even Bree talks about some of this stuff when they get through in the other in the couple of chapters of like. Um, like being her and Alice being like the like sticking together like within their earlier chapters from the last episode, but then also. Um, how few black kids there are and like the like the how they socialize like just like kind of small like they don't like well yeah but i mean like
1: but i mean even if even in that i'm saying like after her mom dies their relationship had to shift in some ways like yeah they Mm -hmm. weren't going out and doing things you know what i mean but it like i don't think yeah they wouldn't be a, a precedent for like this kind of situation but i think
0: Alice has noticed I in their the interactions like in moment, that things have shifted, but she,
1: that things have shifted, but it's not like she, but she hasn't gone into the situation of we're going to college and things aren't going to be the same as we expected exactly. before her mom died, I guess is the, yeah, she didn't have that like thought. So she's going into it like, yeah, we're doing this thing. It's going to be fun. We're best friends. We're going to do the things that we usually do. And Bree is just not in the same headspace anymore. Um, yeah. And I,
0: I, um, I want to like, I don't, we're here yet because no, it's in it's, an, it's an, a different chapter. So, anyway, so Brie Alice is really upset, she doesn't want to talk to Brie. Um, the sheriff lets Charlotte go but takes Alice and Brie back to campus in the squad car. Partially, this is Oops. because I assume they're early college students and so they are 16, right? They're minors, they're minors, and Charlotte is yeah. no longer a minor, she's 18 now.
1: I believe, or she might well, still be
0: set. She was in early college, but she's a year or two years ahead of them. A year?
1: Now I can't remember. They said she said it. Yeah. Um, hold up. It's like because I'm like, if she's two years older, I'm like, it's because she's a minor. If she's only one year right, older, she's still a minor. There was, there was still, yeah. Do 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 do
0: do. It's in chapter one.
2: Yeah.
0: A girl we knew from Bentonville High two years after EC. So she's two years older than them. At least. Okay. Because yeah. she's now an undergraduate in Carolina this year. So yeah. she's at least 18. She's not, she's a, not minor. a minor. Yeah. So that kind of makes sense. But this sheriff also hits Every single red flag. Um, yeah. Playing Sweet Home Alabama is a hate crime when you have a black teenager and an Asian teenager in your backseat. <laughs> I just want. I just want. Like we're having this moment on social media where we're all figuring out like cultural differences and uh, cult- different cultural understanding. So if y'all are not a marginalized identity if you ever decide that you're going to drive or give someone a ride in the South, I, I, not even in the South, anywhere in America, if you are a white person, listen to me here, Wizard Team listeners, if you are a white person giving a ride to people of color, unless you know them with your whole soul, do not play Sweet Home Alabama. Cause that, Don't you, play Leonard Skinner. You might general. as well be playing Skinner <laughs> the, the soundtrack to Get Out. You might as well be playing... Bird elimination. <laughs> like, we are already, like, the the, the shoulders are oh up. Okay? The shoulders yeah. are up. Just don't play
2: Leonard Skinner. Be careful with any country music that is not um, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, or um, Lil Nas X. George Strait, like, though. Be very, very careful.
0: We can do George Strait. Uh, anyway, we'll go, we're getting- DC a... Chicks.
2: The Chicks. I mean, this is the a chicks. very specific list. The Chicks. The chick.
0: This is very specific list it's a very, of, of folk and you better be. And, you better be, and you, that that be art, you better be confident that that artist is on that list. Okay? If it ain't
2: Miss Dolly, if it ain't Miss Dolly, I don't know what to say for don't you, Don't do it. Okay? Just I don't, don't do it. Do. Just, just let don't I don't, I would let's, play it safe. Let's sit in silence top, and talk.
0: Let's let's okay, talk one hundred. Let's let's do some small talk and get to know each other and sit in silence. Like let's just okay. So <laughs> he plays Sweet Home, Alabama. I'm calling the FBI civil rights unit. Um and then he literally
2: hits every single dog whistle play like red he flag. gets you the he gives oh, wait, you to talk about the other red flag in the car though, because she took, like, Tracy took the moment to put it in there, so I have to, with a red flag. He has, uh, what is that crap called? That she the chew and spit. Oh, yeah. That stuff. Um, he got chewing tobacco in a car, and it's, mint, it's a mint flavor or whatever. And if you see someone rolling around with chew, nah. Yeah. Like, someone to be aite, right, but you don't play with that. That's, Messy. That's like, if you're not playing baseball. <laughs> yeah, you has got dip. It's
0: I think it's called dip, but that's what I've always called it. I don't know
2: Yeah, I hear for I, it's been a while since again. That's how far past I've been dealing with anyone who has it because I can't. I can't.
0: It's a oh, winter flavored skull. It's skull is the name brand, but I I've, oh. I've always called it like yeah, that's a brand, but I forget it. like, what it's called. It's a brand, but yeah, dip or whatever. Yeah, we know. Um, so this this man goes on to hit. It is like actually impressive. The amount of dog whistles he hits. He he gives you the model minority. He gives you the affirmative action. He gives you girlfriend. He says, oh.
1: Girlfriend is mm-hmm. crazy. How mm-hmm. did you guys get into,
0: <laughs> he asked Alice how she got into EC. And then said something like, I bet you it was your grades because Alice is Taiwanese-American. And so, you know, the Asians, they be smart. Um, but also, couches is in, an and my son tried to get in, and it's hard. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then says, um, wait, wait, wait,
1: he's like, oh, he thinks he's like, oh, how did you get in or how, how did you swing he, like, it? He like he makes says, an allusion to, how did you swing, how did you swing it? it? He's like, you get a needs-based scholarship, like just, yeah. just a lot. And of then the... he
0: says, um. My kid applied, but didn't get in a tough school to crack. Pricey, too. That's what he's saying. So he's like, how did you swing it? As in, y'all don't have oh, no yeah. money. Um, and so then mm-hmm. Alice, I believe, says scholarship. And he says, what about you, girlfriend? And Bree <laughs> says, and then, no, he says, I'm assuming, I'm guessing needs-based scholarship. And she's like, merit. I got I got a, I got a merit scholarship, you know, because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm smart. I'm very smart. Um... And he chuckles and says, sure. So he literally is like Alice says we I got in on a scholarship. He's like, You probably got great grades, little Miss Asian lady. And then looks at Bree and says, You got in because of affirmative action. Um which is crazy, but also is like the tension in the backseat okay. because Alice and um and Bree are in the backseat. Sorry, that
2: was the Wi Fi. They're tense with each other and up. now they're
0: they're Tense with, uh, oh boy, because this is a very dangerous situation. I think Bri even like alludes to like what's going on in the world. So this is, I believe, still kind of a urban
1: fantasy, like we say. I mean, this came. It, this comes out like yeah. This. In what? The book came out in twenty twenty. Yeah. It's not like the, the the date or the yeah the date isn't clear, but that's on purpose because like you
0: know right. You don't want to.
1: but it's in it's in it's in the it's set in this decade right or like in the the last (laughs) in the last five years or so and like there's a paragraph that kind of just acknowledges that like you know cops are not safe for black people and so this is a very tense moment even though like we kind of get off this is a quote like we get off light with uh, some microaggressions and a couple dog whistles but like very easily turn a different way and Bree has to be aware of that and like you can tell that that's in her head as she's responding to these things right she's not like flashing on dude she's he's like oh you got this needs based scholarship and she's like merit and <laughs> just kind of you know leaves it at that because what else is she supposed to you know this is not a safe situation for her which um, I think
0: is also goes to show like I mean this might as well be called wither team we love Bree Matthews <laughs> we stand brie matthews but like we we've just seen a prologue in two chapters of brie in her brain flashing on everybody and then like translating that and you know she's not doing it to like she's not fooling everyone right alice has picked up something is wrong her dad has picked up things are wrong like the people close to her know that like this is they, they may not understand that she's in her brain saying, like, before brie and after brie but they notice that line as well. But people who don't know her, she's doing a pretty decent job of not losing it and staying, like, she has her walls up and staying kind of, like... But in her... And, and so it's really interesting that, like, you can kind of see her annoyance in her internal monologue about this, but, like, she is still been able to, like, maintain composure and self-control and be aware. Like, two two seconds ago, she was thinking about jumping off a cliff. Like, if you want to be reckless, being in the cop car, like, being in the back of a Southern police officer's cop car while he's playing Leonard Skinner is a great place to try it. Um, so I just think that, like, it, it, it just goes to show, like, Brie's actual capacity, um so she is and, and I also think it it, it it further puts strain on her and Alice's relationship because Alice is also in the backseat taking all this in, but in Alice's brain, they wouldn't be here if Bree hadn't of if, if it wasn't, wasn't for Bree. So like yeah. all of these things like she didn't want to be at the party in the first but place. But I do think there
1: is, both in this moment and in the D yeah. moment, where like they do have a like, like you can tell they do have each other's back. Alice is pissed at Bree, but it's not like she's just gonna, you know what I mean? Like she's peeping (laughs) and is ready to do something if it becomes.
0: Right. And like, I think this kind of goes into what we, in our bonus episode with Lily Mead, when we talked about like, just like siblings and stuff. And like Alice and Bree are not siblings, but they are as close to siblings as each of them have. Right. And so that's, it's, it's a matter of being best friends but it also goes a little bit deeper than that especially being at Carolina in this early college program like they I think um, and we'll see this a little bit more um, I think that Alice is like you switched up the agreement you're not or you're not living up to your side of the agreement but like that doesn't mean that that like I I'm not going to have your back. I'm not going to be there. I'm, I'm going to be mad about it the whole time. But that, you know, it is still us against everyone else. Or, you know, only I can be mad at you kind of thing. Um, so they, the sell and Tour come out of the woods and stop the cop.
1: Well, I think the cop stops.
0: The cop does not seem,
1: or the Cause cop stops because see he sees coming tour. out of the woods and he's like,
0: yeah, you know.
1: What's, what's, what's going on? on? And then he recognizes them and is like, oh, oops.
0: He recognizes <laughs> Cell and, Tor, and then they have this interaction in which Bree is like, oh shoot, he the cop knows about magic knows who Cell and Tor are Sell at one point is like, carry on and so it's kind of like giving the cop direction um, and so I think um, Bree kind of phrases it like there's this sheriff and two teenage kids and the cop is like feeding to the kids and like salutes tour on the way and stuff like that. And she's looking at Alice, like, do you see this? I'm trying to tell you like, this is, this is directly tied to why I was in the woods so long type of thing. But Alice is not looking at her. Alice is like, I don't see nothing. I'm not saying nothing. Hear no evil, see no evil, do mm-hmm. no evil. Just get me back to the campus. Um, and when the sheriff drops him off at the, early, um, at the early college dorm, we kind of see the differences in and um, just where they're at mentally and and like emotionally right now. Like Alice, whose parents are coming to take her. Like who. Has agreed with her parents; she's going to go home every weekend. Has still decorated her dorm like she's living there full time. And um, Bree, who has no such agreement with her dad, has not. It, it, she says that like she she brought the bare minimum because everything at home just reminds her of sadness and grief. Um, Alice goes to bed without acknowledging her, and Bree. Sits a little bit longer and finally fully like connects it off between the, the things that she saw at her at her mom's um, or at the hospital with her mother to the things she saw tonight and like fully acknowledges and and accepts.
1: Well, she doesn't. That there is now magic in this world. She isn't quite connected to the hospital yet. Oh, I thought that. was... No, nah, that's at the end of the. That's at That's chapter five, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. She more just is My like, day. I saw what I saw. But she fully accepts it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I. She's not. She's not making excuses not saying she hallucinated nothing she's like there is magic and legend borns and e-cells and these things are real and i saw it and what does this mean
2: well she actually yeah. slips off like feeling scared of cell like the last thing she thinks about yeah, is the e-cell scream like... when cell destroyed it that's the last thing she thinks about she knows, like, she he that re- really reinforces to her, like, how dangerous this beautiful, strange boy is.
1: Right? He's like, Something's going on over here, and nobody else, <laughs> clearly, nobody else is seeing it, and it's terrifying. Um, what a way to like acknowledge that matter to like realize magic is real, and it'd be like some scary stuff and they're battling you know, we got last... people
2: they're battling creatures yeah
1: it's like when amari found out that uh oh <laughs> when amari found out that uh <laughs> magical's real it was it was a little scary they had them bigfoots in the middle of the uh lobby or whatever um you know we're going from from whimsy to a little dark but i love it here <laughs> wizard team is back for a new season and with that comes a few changes the one we're most excited about other than reading legend born by tracy dion is that the patreon chat is back support our work by becoming a bnc baddie at any tier and you'll be able to watch us record live weekly have your thoughts included on the podcast and interact with other baddies Go to patreon.com slash black nerds create to join. Um, okay, chapter four. So the next morning, Brie gets uh woken up by Alice, who is like, We gotta meet with the dean in 15 minutes, don't be late, and then she leaves. So Alice is still. Pissed. Sleeping on it did not really help the situation for her.
2: Um, but didn't she wake Brie? up? I guess
1: they're still kind of in it.
2: Didn't huh? she wake Brie up?
1: She woke Brie yeah. up, yeah. Well, because they they have this meeting or they have this meeting with the dean and so like she's like, you gotta get up. Which is fair, you know, at least she woke her up and didn't just leave her in the... <laughs> right, and this is what I'm saying about like Alice still obviously
0: being mad at Brie, but like I'm not gonna let you miss this meeting, and like, you know what I mean. Like, you gonna get up, you gonna go to this meeting. (laughs) You're gonna face the music. And like,
1: yeah. So they, so Alice, but Alice, so she wakes her up. Is like, we have this meeting. Dips, but doesn't, um, like doesn't wait for her. Basically, is like, I'm still pissed. I'll see you there, whatever. So Bree kind of has to, you know, get up, figure out what's going on, and head over across campus to um the dean's office um we get this like description of the campus as she goes part of it is like I mean we see it a lot in this in the book um like it comes up more than once of like all of these different monuments to um the confederacy and like racist past of the campus and like how it's kind of just there um and and like it's something that you know the black students in particular and like faculty and staff have to kind of just like deal with while everyone else is just you know either wants it to be there or is indifferent to it and it doesn't impact them in any yeah and
2: being there for Um, so long is like it's normalized so they've normalized it to an extent that they're like well, only if you're being woke do you actually care. And it's like, no, you chose to normalize something brutal and awful and horrible, and Mm -hmm. then just expect everyone else to get with the program of actually uh, normalizing the existence of hate on a a public Mm -hmm. square. On
1: a, exactly. Rather
2: than actually. And it's like, you
1: see all of the like regular, or not regular, but just like, you know, you see, like, this campus and all these kids and, like, students walking around and, like, the descriptions of this campus, and then you're like, oh, and there's also a confederate statue, so it's just, like, it it blends into the rest of the setting and atmosphere, and it's, like, you know, just as sinister as the easel and whatever gate and cell, you know, being murderous. (laughs) Like, these, these things are, like, go hand in hand, and as we, like, keep going, like, we see how they're also connected. Um, so, yeah, so we get to the Dean, um, and we're, you know, treated to, I think I wrote microaggressions too, electric woogaloo. Um, it's just more of <laughs> of the same of, like, what we get with the cops. So the Dean is like, well, first, Brie gets in there. She tries to kind of take the blame off of Alice. Um, you know, try to look out mm. for her girl. Um, and that immediately backfires. Um, dude is like, oh, you know, she, did she make, you know, did you force her to come out with it? Which is like, I've heard that uh, before, you know what I mean? Like from parents and stuff of like, you know, you, you make your own decisions. If, if, uh, you know, if your friends jump off a bridge, you're going to follow them type situation. Um, but in the way that he says it, it's in a way that kind of, again, paints Alice as being passive and, like playing into these stereotypes of her as an um, Asian kid and like, or Asian woman, um, and I also though want to point out
0: like there is definitely that like on the race side, but I I, I just went through this with my brother too, um, where <clears throat> we were taking an Uber and he just hopped in the car and I was like, yo, you didn't do the check, like, and it I think there's also a um, a gender um misunderstanding of like if my girlfriend who is black as well and young is going somewhere i'm going with her like it's it's not about being passive it's about safety Mm -hmm. as 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 well if i if i tried to talk her out of it but she is set on it there is not an option for her to go by herself Mm
2: -hmm.
0: that's not an option like you like, know leave it so it up I to think Charlotte?
2: Also, like, like know. okay so then everybody's <laughs> right. gonna get up to
0: like yeah exactly so like I, I feel like and I don't know if this is true or not because I think that like like you said we've all heard this from your parents like if your friends drop off a cliff are you gonna do it too but like I do think that there is a sense of like if the Dean was a black woman or a woman of color or a woman, that wouldn't
1: be a, and that wouldn't be a thing. And also because it's immediately it, followed up with like, you know, talking about, Oh, Brie. I think there was a part where he said that like Bree was disrespectful to, to the cop or whatever. Like it's, it's playing mm-hmm. again, it's playing them against mm-hmm. each other um, with these like racial stereotypes. Um, and again, they have to take it. Like they can't, it's not like in this situation, like, they
2: he's the one with the power, they're are already the in trouble. Too. Are, yeah, he's the one who is the authority figure who has power. They have very little power mm-hmm. and are hoping at least to not get expelled. So, what do you do in that situation? Exactly,
0: and they and they also like clearly, yeah, broke the rules and did so. They don't wrong. have a ground to stand like,
2: on where they can argue back. They don't have yeah. them,
0: uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they don't really have because the, the moral high ground always ends with, but did you break the rules, leave campus? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you broke the rule which is
1: again not which is you know also part of this (laughs) because you should be able to hold both at once one shouldn't trump the other um but it often does in these kinds of situations and he also
2: says something about like you all directly um went against the contract that you signed like they like physically signed that and I feel like a lot of adults whenever uh whenever teenagers first come to campus they like can like consistently are like you agree to this. Own your adultness. You're now going to be more responsible for things than you used to be. So whenever you say you're going to do something, that is a commitment that we're holding you to. Like they are, they're very strict about that when you get to college. Like, because I feel like they are like, oh, we're going consi- to we're going to keep it into their heads that everything is on them. When honestly, it's not like getting a loan to pay for school. Like, there's no way, you know what I mean? Like you like, Oh, that's all on you. You decided it's just time for this loan. Sir, if I knew that my chances of getting, graduating with a degree was not going to guarantee me a job to pay off this loan by the time I left this school, then would would we'd be here, would this happen? You know what I mean? And who sold us that? Adults. So let's, let's talk about who actually holds responsibility for what here, but that's, all to these all to say. I feel like that's like him saying that. It's not it's not something I have not heard before. Even like on the HBCU campus, even with adults who kind of know more about like your like your background of black like admins and stuff, um, they will say similar stuff about like you agree to this. And so as a young person, I am looking for you to take up for your responsibility.
1: Yeah. So they're not being expelled. But they are being given peer mentors. Um, Brie is not happy about this. But what you know, like? sometimes you need a peer mentor. She's like, we don't need a babysitter. And it's like, uh, well. And the fact that Alice looks at her too, I'm like, girl,
2: this, like, I had babysitter you up. last night at the quarry because you was going to go by yourself if I didn't go with you. Are you, You're you not serious. It's like, I, You are not serious. I get it.
1: I get it, but Brie, in this case, this one you just gotta go ahead and let that one. You gotta let that one slide. You might. You might. And honestly, it feels like they should just give them peer mentors. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like that. Right. I, like, that was
0: one thing I was gonna say. It was like it feels like just like a program, good for first, like for
1: like mm-hmm. the first. I was year in a
0: yeah. Yeah, I was in a scholarship program where it wasn't like mandated that you had to like be with these mentors but you were paired up with people who were in the scholarship like who were probably a year older than you um with the hopes of just like having you know support and having whatever and you know me i don't do group projects so i didn't (laughs) i was not very um involved but it does just seem like a good idea right like someone who was successful in the program to help shepherd you through um but yeah i also think like brie this is when you should have been like thank you sir Will do, sir. <laughs> I feel
2: like that's something that we... Yeah, that, that's what you just gotta say. You take. won't see us again, get sir. Something that to get more is... Cut it and that, go. Like, the undercurrent to... Because, you know, grief com- brings with it, yes, amidst sadness, but tied to sadness, a lot of times, is anger... And yeah, Bree's, absolutely. like, level of anger is very volatile, like, right now. It's not, like, it's not consistently, like, she's not stabilizing it, like, if she's only barely able to maintain a reign of control over how much anger she feels. So, I, it's clear in her interaction with, like, Dean McCannon, she knows that she knows she's wrong. She knows like he's the authority figure. She recognizes that he has the ability to like decide what happens next with her and Alice. So it's not like that. She doesn't know how she should react in this moment. It's just that she does not want to because she is that angry. Like she's gonna, like her will to do the right to, to do the thing that needs to be done versus her will to say how she feels are battling each other out at every moment. And this is one of those moments where it's just like flaring out a little bit.
1: So yeah, so that so that meeting's over. Uh, de- the dean does talk to Bree a little bit after, like like has Alice leave and talks to her um, separately. You know, tries to appeal to you know your mom was an alumni, whoop-dee whoop-dee whoop. But none of that helps because again, Bree just lost her mom. Like, it's- I think though
0: this is also something where um, and well, I don't know if. No, they, they fight after this meeting. But um, this is also the first time that we see that, like, Brie, at least from, like, the Dean's eyes and, like, the and Alice kind of re- reinforces this, is that, like, Brie is very gifted and special. And, like, a lot of this stuff does come easily to her in a way that I don't think that we we fully understand until now of, like... She's her the, the expectations on her are kind of higher than they are for the normal yeah. early college student in terms of like performance and things like that. I don't know. I got I what I got from like Dean McKinnon in this too was like your mom was this reminds me of kind of Amari when Amari was talking about how Quentin kind of set this like impossible standard type of thing, but like your mom was a. Distinguished alumni. Like, I, like, the dean is like, I, we didn't know each other very well, but we were at school at the same time. Like, I, like, knew of her. You know what I mean? Like, she, she set this, like, reputation for herself that now Brie is kind of stepping into, but also with her academic record and things like that, that people kind of expect her to live up yeah. to and possibly exceed
1: and th- but there's also like this kind of like, distinction' I can't that be he makes it's kind of weird when he says that like Alice is an exemplary student, um but with your mother's legacy and your test scores, you have the potential for brilliance as opposed to her already being brilliant it feels it gives me those vibes of like um when we were talking when we were discussing amari and the night brothers of just like, oh you have to prove uh your brilliance or you you know what i mean that like you have to prove yourself kind of situation again which doesn't really yeah. feel good i guess this may be the best way to say that like and again and also again the comparison to her mother as well in this kind of situation is not in any way useful but i don't think that the dean cares so there's that um so yeah um moving on um so yeah, so I guess more <laughs> Brie and Alice talk because now they get into a fight. Hate this for everyone. Um, So I guess my thing, I don't want to like read through it because I do want to, you know, we're... I don't want to go too long, but it's one of those things, again, we've already kind of talked about it, where Alice had this expectation of how things were going to go when they got here and it's not turning out that way. And like, yes, Brie is tripping in some it's in, in some ways in the fact that like you know she dragged them out to this illegal party she went missing in the woods and then <laughs> they had to you know take the cop car there the reason that they're in this situation that they are like on probation have to have these peer mentors is yes technically because of brie but i also felt like um alice doesn't have the like Again, she's holding on to these things that she thought was going to happen, and she's not leaving space for Bree being different and having to deal with her grief and these things being a manifestation of that, and not necessarily just like something else, um, or like that's not necessarily her just like tripping just because she feels like it, or like her get becoming different because she's in this right. Because there is that thought process. Um, like
0: my my brother, so, when he went to college, I remember him like calling my parents and being like. You better make sure that Robin goes outside more, because these girls who were sheltered—they come to college, and they be tripping, like. And there is that, and yeah. I, and
1: I mean, I remember specifically when I when I went to college and like my dorm mates, I could tell which uh, which of my dorm mates, yeah, were lived a sheltered and life. and lived a, and it and lived a sheltered <laughs> very, life very in a quickly. way that they wanted and, and like, to live, and also not necessarily.
0: While I, yeah.
1: While out, because I'm like, because I'm like, I necessarily, I wasn't necessarily like not sheltered. My parents didn't let me do just anything, but they also like, you know, I was protected, but they also let me do and experience things so that by the time I'm by myself, I don't feel like. And also, I like I think you
0: like, and I shared this too. Like life. part of my personality was like, I want to do all that, like. If I wanted to, I'm, my mom made me go to prom. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she, you know what I mean? She used to, like, we, I think we've, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Like, we, I used to get sent outside as punishment. Like, I wasn't trying to be out there like that. And yeah. that's an, an innate thing to me. Like, that was my personality, right? So I got to college, and I did, like, explore a little bit more than I would have. But, like, I also wasn't wilding out because I'm not the kind of person that does that. And I think that for a minute, Alice has forgotten that, like, the shift is is brought on by Bree's grief. And it's kind of thinking, like, oh, did you get to college? I think that we were going to be, like, partying and out here just, like, you know, because, like, here. that's not what I signed up for. Right. And, like, that's not what Brie is trying to... To, she's trying like we said she's trying to distract herself and she's grasping at straws for distraction but like it could have been a quarry party it could have been a party like on a boat it could have been a campfire in the woods like mm-hmm. it was it was just it could have been anything whatever to like be outside of herself for a while but i do get that like
1: right and also like and then we so it's that, and then also, so this is the point. I realized when I was reading it, I was like, this is the point where I was like, you know what? I don't think I really mess with Alice." And obviously, I go through a journey. I, I'm, I'm trying to put you in the head of me reading this, you know, three years ago. Um, and it was the point where she starts, like, pointing out the classes that Bree's taking and, like, calling them slacker classes. Like, oh, you could do this in your sleep. You already know these things. But it's like, she has gone through a major <laughs> trauma and if she wants to take classes that are easy for her so that she can get her brain together and, like, go through the grief and the process of, like, still grieving her mother who just died, like, let her take whatever classes she wants. Why would she go for the, like, things that are going to challenge her when I also everything also challenging her? And, right
0: like, rethinks. thinks, like, I didn't think that they were soccer classes. So I also think that there was, like, this moment, too, where right? you think, like, yeah, this in high school would be an easy class for me, but now I'm in college. So like, I, I'm gonna take the classes that I'm interested in.
1: And
0: that, that, that.
1: Plus that, like, yeah. sh- switch is right. real. like you. So have it's to like taking an English class classes, in high like,
0: school is one thing, taking an English class, like our intro to English or whatever, I forget the name of that class that she like points out, like you could write papers in your sleep. Like, I could write high school papers in mm-hmm. my sleep, but like, let's calm down. I would like to assume that the standard is higher at unc chapel hill like right. not a slacker school <laughs> so <yeah. laughs>
2: not to stand up for alice but i will say that like i think this i think that came from a place of petty i don't think that came from a place of actual like consideration i think that came from a no, place but of it like is
1: something that she's thought about like she does say, okay like, but what i'm saying is like say
2: she's holding on to it pettily it's not something she's actually actively like it's like, oh, she didn't bring that up to Brie as Brie was filling it out. It's not like something that she's like. She, I feel like it's something she's holding out peddly of like, boys. First we we went to a party. The thing that you're trying to talk to me about is a dang boy. And then like I like are is this what we're doing? Is this what are we just here vibing and not studying? Because you've been able to not study this whole time and get it on. Fine. And I get that. I get.
1: But my thing is is like. From again, from her perspective. Sure, but I just think that there's a big thing that she's
2: Yeah, not. she's igno- yeah, I get I get what you're saying, What I'm saying nothing. You know to- what I mean?
1: And like But yeah, I kinda get what you're saying
2: too, Portia. I'm saying yeah. that Alice's brain is like she's like I like she know, she has in her brain, Oh, I know Brie's gonna be different because she's going through grief. She did not realize that, that grief like again, I feel like she in her brain that that Brie's grief is probably going to be like similar to how she related to Brie before, which seems to be like a quieter kind of internal kind of a grief. And now she's like, mm. am I now recognizing that she's going to be different? Like she's not doing it the way that I thought she was going to do it. And if that's so, then we got to have a confrontation about this because I'm not, abo- I'm not on I board think too that.
0: there's also a little bit of jealousy there of like, and it's something that Alice has yeah. kept a lid on. I think she understands that, it's like, petty. it's not Bree's fault, and it's not something that she should take out on Brie, that things come easily to her. But I think that that was a moment where she's already mm-hmm. mad at her. She's like, we're talking about boys, we're going to parties. And, like, I'm, like, I, it, it's, an, it's an anxiety thing of, like, Alice being like, I have to work really hard. Like I'm, I'm, I am in my head getting ready to like study my ass off, like heads down to just make it. And you're flaunting in my face how much easier this stuff comes to you. Like you could at least pretend to have to work, and that and, and is I, a and misreading I, of the situation. Yeah. And
1: again, I get that.
0: Yeah, they're both misreading um, each but other. But also,
1: I get if it, if this situation was. If, if all of the things that have happened happened and Brie had not gone through, like, her mother dying recently, like, yes, I would 100% be on Alice's side. But I think, in, and, I, and I understand where she's coming from. I just, again, like, I just feel like she's just missing a big chunk yeah. of the situation. You know what I mean? And again, it's because we've talked about it already, like, not having that same lived experience not really knowing like how grief shows up and what that looks like right if, if you haven't experienced it in that way you might think it's like oh she's just sad sometimes or like oh you know mm-hmm. what i mean like not really understanding the many different ways that 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 can show up um
2: and she's not going to school to be a psychologist she's going to school to do law right. like her brain is not just, she doesn't think that way she's not, not, not empathizing that that's not who she is
1: yeah, I just, I, mm, I'm i just, I'm just team Bree in this situation. I understand, I do understand both sides, but this, this, and also, I don't think right. Bree is 100% right here, like, she, does, again, like, she kind of brushes off the, the situation. She doesn't, like, completely, like, she does apologize, but then she kind of immediately tries to move on to, like, what was going on with Cell, and I think that that also set, is what sets mm-hmm. Alice off completely, um, and... Once once Alice kind of kinda of like you know, throws the classes and all that kind of stuff in her face, I think Brie immediately again, it's like this is when she's trying to she's trying to yeah. pull her walls back up, I guess. You know what I mean? Like she's she's like, Okay, you're not actually understanding what's happening to me and how difficult this is for me to be here, just just to be here, period. Like she even says, like, just being here is already hard. Um, and Alice doesn't really Get that.
2: And so but they haven't. They haven't tried to
1: explain that. Is this is the main right. But I'm saying instead of trying to yeah. explain that, she instead lashes. Yeah. Out.
2: yeah. But I'm just uh, saying this is like the biggest trope of all the tropes in all the lands. It's miscommunication, and they just have not spoken to each other without being pissed off. If they could just have a moment where, like, I just let's breathe. Yeah. And without assuming, yeah, I let's think. just breathe so I can explain to you. I see how this looked like X Y Z to you. Let me explain where I was in my head when this was occurring so you understand i this i can see how it looks like i'm just being ridiculous what's actually happening is i need i just need to be different right now i can't be the same and this is how it's coming out for alice it's like i know you want me to be your friend but i can't i can only support you in so far that i feel like we're not doing something outside of my Um, so as much as I want to, I want to be there for you, and I know you're doing something very hard. I, I don't want to be going on a journey with you that takes me out of school, which is what I'm here for. So like they need to have, but they need to, they need to get there, and they're just not having that moment. They're
1: not getting there, and it kind of ends in the point of like Alice being like, maybe you should just go home, um, and just kind of being like, you know, I. Not saying it outright, but, but Brie is kind of understanding Is like, you know, she would rather just do this on her own instead of having to also look at it. What's said them. about it is that um, Brie
2: wants a distraction, and to Alice, Brie is a yeah. distraction. And I think, too, it's like, I feel,
0: mm-hmm. I, I've, I have
2: these friends where
0: I'm like, you are an energy vampire, and I love you, and when I have the energy to give, I'm more than willing to give it to you, but sometimes... I don't have the energy, but like you, like uh, you were saying, Biana, it's like you have to. It's it, it's empathy. It's 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 a lot of these things. But you have to like look outside yourself, and you also have to like, for both of them, put up boundaries. Like it might be it. It's I personally think that it turns out to be pretty good for Bree that Alice takes a step back, because then she's not. Off,
1: trying to figure out how to lie, but she's to, also like not feeling
0: her. the guilt of, um, being like I need the distraction, you don't want the distraction, but like I, I, I'm not gonna stop because <laughs> I can't sit with myself, and I then mm-hmm. I, and then I feel guilty because I've dragged you along with me, you know. So I feel like it turns out to be what they both need, but it's just um a difficult situation where are you going okay
2: and in this moment they're like they yeah. can't they're not fortune tellers they don't know what's going to happen next to their friendship so like this could for them this could feel like oh is this it is this the final note to our friendship like is this where we go our separate ways because you're changing as a person and i'm changing all else is kind of staying the same as a person and we're just kind of like growing away from each other right now And so I can feel that also that's a component of the bitterness in the situation is that they are concerned with whether they're losing each other when they think they need each other most. When they're away from home and like the first time they're actually like being away from home, you would think they would be leaning into each other. And they're really upset at the fact that like, am I losing this person that I've been able to rely on for so long just when I need them to be there for me, you know?
1: So, yeah, so, again, like, Brie at this point is kind of just, like, she's building her walls back up, um, and she's just, like, okay, you know what, like, at this point, you might as well, I think, I think in her head, she's kind of, like, might as well push her away and keep her at a distance in the way that, like, she has with everyone else, um, so she says, at the end, she says, how about you grow up and get a life instead of blaming me for your choices, um, Alice steps back. The crack in her voice goes straight to my heart. I don't know who you are right now, Bri. Um, And then she walks away. Um, again, that I think we've kind of covered it at this point. But I'm like, yeah, you don't. Like, things have changed. And again, it's not to say that, like, it's difficult when, when your friends, like, change, you know, for whatever reason. Um, but there is, like, I don't know. I just in that chapter, I'm very much on Bree's side, even if I feel like she could have approached it differently. And I think they both could have come at it with a different energy. But it also tracks for like that age and that friendship. And also just like in terms of experience and perspective, like they both have very narrow perspectives at this point.
2: Yep. And with that, we (laughs) take all this bitterness and anger and just chaos and step into chapter five, where uh, literally the first sentence for this is anger cascades through me so entirely I can taste it. Like that is where Bri is right now. Um, And she wanders uh, back to... um, well, she doesn't know where she's going. She's just wandering out of the office. She's having this moment. She's noticing um, schools like effectively like um already starting and so she's noticing students roaming through campus. Um and she's thinking through like her friendship with Alice and how they had talked about the program being a grand adventure that they would conquer together and she feels like she's alone and her bitter part of her brain is saying maybe that's how it should be um one less memory of before Bree to live up to and it's very clear that she's kind of like seeing this as moment is like again like is this a growing moment for me it is letting go of alice mean that i'm letting go of every expectation that anyone can have for who i was before my mother passed away and that means i don't i no longer have to hold on to her i don't have to like live up to who i was before i can now be this whole other person and not have to manage expectations of who i should be based on who people knew me to be right because some people she really knows on campus are alice and charlotte and we see how close she is to charlotte so alice is the only person who's really on campus to kind of like hold that in her brain mm-hmm. um and then she's also as she's thinking through this she's also kind of um working through whether like being alone feels good. Like so it strangely feels good to her. And then the next thing is that she, that happens is she gets a buzz. Um, so again, her phone does work <laughs> when she wants to pay attention to it. Um, and she the text from her number she doesn't recognize. Um, I just, the, the punctuation is, hi, Brianna, exclamation mark. This is Nick Davis, meet, uh, Dean McKenna give me your number so we can get started today. Wanna meet up after classes? And Bree's still thinking about them um, as the, like, thinking about the peer mentor as a babysitter. And so she's like, nope, er, nope, I'm not going to answer it. And then Can I say one thing? I think, huh? Sorry. I
1: think it's really.
2: It's mm-hmm. real quick.
0: Um, again, yeah, the male privilege thing of it all. Dean, why are you giving out someone's phone number? Th- this should be an email. You can't just have my personal number. I don't know you. I've never met you. You don't get a fake
2: number? She just walked away from the office. She just left. She just walked away from the no, office. So just as soon as... He said, okay,
1: cleared up here. He was like, here's a phone number. Here's a class schedule. Like, that is... And then also
0: to, to, to the pair girl. her with a, a man. A man. Yes. Like, I was trying so hard I get excited because I know where 17. this goes. He's a year, he's a year ahead of her in the program. It's okay, he's all, sure. He's, like he's 17, 17, but whatever. He's a boy. Yeah. He's a man. He's a, he's a, he's a, yeah. and then also I felt like I know where this goes. And so the first read through, I might've had the same, like, Oh, why are you texting me? But I don't think that, it, I think I quickly was like, Ooh, love triangle. Um, because You know me. I'm a sucker for some 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 romance. Um but this time mm. I was literally like, no no no, I wouldn't have answered that either. <laughs> I wouldn't I, I would I need you to email me.
1: No. Oh no. Well the thing is is that I would like I think I would have like it's not like she was not told this, that is this true. person yeah. would be contacting. You know what I mean? Like the I might be like, "Oh dang, you got my phone number?" like I would take my like, sweet yeah, time. I guess, but I don't think I don't think I would. I don't think I would be like as content within the con- yeah. like I think that there are con- like within the context, I think it's fine like you were told that they would be contacting you today um and that y'all would need to like set up, you know, a time to talk or meet or whatever, like whether that's email or text. I, I don't I personally don't really see it as an issue unless that she unless she hadn't been told but I also get why she didn't answer like
2: you know,
1: <laughs> she, she hasn't been answering any exactly of he and, calls info, so it's not like he's special. I about um, the I irony just of the me, fact that I
2: keep talking about uh, Bruna entering stuff and I'm like, ah, that's neat. I do be I'd be reading i be reading the text <laughs> and I'd be like, Oh, I'll enter that later. And then I'm like, oh crap, it's two days later. Uh this is awkward. Uh. Yeah.
1: For me, I thought it was really interesting and like obviously we haven't like a fish we haven't met Nick, but we've barely met mm-hmm. Cell. And so I think that like the the meeting between the, like their first the interactions are really funny to me. Like, Cell's all like dark and mysterious, and then he's doing a little bit too much, you know what I mean? Grabbing, and like, who are you, and all this stuff. And and Nick's just like, hey, Brianna, what's going on? You want to meet up? Like, it's very, like, it's giving camp counselor. um, And it's just, yeah, the contrast is really funny.
2: Yeah. So she's texting, uh, after she denies his text, her phone continues to alert her. This time it's her father. She's like, oh crap, not ready to deal with this. And of course you would think, like, oh, if the dean had enough time to so give this random boy my phone number, then I know what this phone call is about to be about. But instead, um, she has a pretty pleasant conversation with her father. His main thing is that he's concerned about whether she's like her actual well being. Um, is she making friends? She
0: got a community. Um is she eating? That she has she hmm? found her community. He's like, I know them Confederate flat, right. them Confederate statues all over that place. <laughs> I need you to find your people.
2: Yeah, she's like, have, he's like, have you eaten? Are what are we doing? And she's like, I'm gonna say it's a negative for all those things. No, I have not <laughs> found any black kids. It's also not been a full day of school yet, so don't hold me to that. Um. Winter first class, 10 a.m. Have you had breakfast yet? Not hungry. Then he that gives him an alert. Like, okay, um, that's what grief does to you. It does change your, like, how you eat, uh, your appetite. And so he starts to, like, have a moment with her where he's talking to her about components of a book that she knows that he's um, had since her mother's death. And she's, like, irked at the fact that she knows that he's using info from a book. But also she's, like... Ah, oh, this man's checking on me, and I'm not well. But I gotta sound like I'm okay enough so he won't try to come up here and get me. So Yeah. she's like balancing that yeah, out wish... with
1: him. Yeah, and I think I think it was in the last uh, one of the last chapters that we like that we discussed last episode, maybe chapter one, um, where she was just talking about like the differences in her grief and her dad's grief and how they don't always like fit together. Um, and how that is like another reason why she wanted to leave and kind of be on her own um, so it's interesting like in this we actually get to kind of see that but we also see how they care for each other at the, at the same time um,
0: I also think it's it's um, yeah. an yeah. interesting take on like we can. it's grief for Brie but I think it's also just like strong emotions in general and like being overwhelmed emotionally that like this is the best mm-hmm. time to just come clean. And she's like, I don't want to deal with it. So I'm not going to deal with it. Because he is, mm-hmm. he is concerned. He's asking you about how you're doing. And you get to set the narrative. You get to tell him the whole thing from mm-hmm. your perspective. Because obviously he has not talked to the dean yet. And she's like, no, nah, I'm just not going to do it.
2: Mm-hmm. Knowing
0: that he is going to find out. It's a it's a it's, yeah. it's a matter of time. The dean
2: said to her face that it's, it's a it's, 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 it's
0: a ma- it's just <laughs> timing. Like yeah. you have the perfect opportunity to like. That is you're about to get a call of from of the way. dean. That is a lack
2: of experience.
0: I, I already know. That is I'm very very sorry. This is deal. all of the things. Like I'm I'm gonna meet with the peer mentor. I'm gonna do everything that they tell me, Dad. Like. Yeah. mm-hmm. And she's just like, nah.
2: And especially because she knows this man's already concerned about her, so like you don't think as soon as this phone call's over and he finds out, he's not gonna be even more concerned. Like, are your concern is him not coming to get you? Let me do everything in your power to make him come get you. Keep that man from coming to get you. Do everything in your power. But that's what I'm saying. It shows a lack of experience for her not having gotten in trouble before like this, and not like um having to navigate just getting ahead of something whatever she's not done that but you can tell she's never done because like she's like oh yeah i'm not gonna worry about it like which is probably too again like you said she's overwhelmed but at the same time it's, it's like nah you can be overwhelmed and know like again if you're trying to cover your butt so you can like keep things the way that they are then there's some yeah. things you got to do um and then she's like she's talking to him but she's holding it a lot in her brain um, she has a moment where she's trying to pull her wall back up, but her dad just like it's her dad So he blows through her defense, So She doesn't have a defense for her dad um, and Even though she doesn't have a defense she is holding a lot in her brain um, she's talking to him and She's like I appreciate you asking but I'm okay being here is and in her brain she really feels scary lonely messy, but did for me is what comes out of her mouth
1: is it and you're like is it though and i don't necessarily think it isn't i think that like either way things it, are yeah. going like this regardless of where yeah. at. it's just a matter of like the support that she has or if she feels like she needs that space you know what i mean like it's it's not also a shout out, out thing, to so. uh <laughs>
0: mr matthew's freeze dad because i also feel like in this scene and in this chapter, I'm like, when Bree's mom told him that they were gonna have a baby, this man went out and did what to expect when we're expecting. He was like, let me make <laughs> let me do my home like so we hear about like Bree's mom being a botanist and all of this stuff, but like the preparation, he is like, nah man, we I'm reading the books. I'ma quote these books back to you. Do we need to call I'm like, do we need to do something else? Is it not is the book's not working? Cause we could figure out something else. Like I just love a not present dad, because like you could be present and like you could show up for Bree in a in a lot of ways, but like emotionally it's Yeah, assuming. and also like I'm we're 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 going through Where this together. Like, we're learning all of this together. But I'm still gonna be your dad and like if you have any question, like I'm gonna be as prepared as I can be. So that yeah, we're we're both figuring mm-hmm. this out together, but like I am still here to field questions and like you know what I mean, like I'm I'm doing the extra research. I'm doing the extra credit. <laughs> I'm a prepared partner. Right. And it's not a group project we are gonna fail. And the fail. next thing
2: he says to <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's also like amplified, like in his like his response to her saying that like, oh, this is good for me, is he's like, he's not gonna he's not going down. He's like, that's the, you know, like there's some people who are like, I feel like I'm like I'm blunt. I'm like, okay, so I know you're playing, but while we're like, I know you're saying that you're okay, but I don't think you're actually okay. So let's talk. He uses like he's like baby and he's a teeniest tremor in her in his voice that makes her voice her chest go tight you keep saying girl okay, but this thing that's happening to us i feel it too i know it feels real bad so he's like he cuts through her defenses like a hot knife through butter because he's like i know you and i know me and i know how i'm feeling so you're not you're not going through this alone We're both going through this. Mm -hmm. And I know you're saying you're okay, but I hear your voice and I know your voice and I know when you're actually okay. And you're not okay, but neither am I. There's something
1: about a parent. Yeah. Like it's honestly, like I talk about this all the time. Like I am generally not a crier. Mm -hmm. Like I don't really do that. And um, for better or worse, like sometimes I think like I probably should. should cry more, but like generally not and when i'm when i'm stressed i tend to hold it in i tend to like let it you know what i mean and like i usually i will usually the first people i admit it to or to my parents but also sometimes they just have this way of looking at you mm-hmm. or they phrase something a certain way or they just like ask you a question in this like specific tone and then the mm-hmm. water works like my my dad will do something similar to what Bree's dad did. Where he'll just be like, yeah, I know that you're stressed about X, y, Z. I remember, like, right before I graduated college, he, like, I don't remember what we were talking about, but he did that. And I just started bawling. <laughs> and I was like, what the? <laughs> what the hell is this? But, like, I swear to God, like, nobody can make me cry. Your mom, though,
0: does have, like, a very parents. special gift for it, where it's not even, like, it is it's, it is your parents, because, like, and my just, parents can just, do the same just, thing, too. My my. Like they have a cheat code, but also your mom. Because yeah. she'll 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 do that she'll do that lawyery get you with the fact thing. She'll like lay out the situation yeah. in a way that you're like, Well, goddamn it, that does not help with my coping mechanism of yep. ignoring that all this thing stuff. Is, like,
1: she does that, but then yeah! she also And then she does this like
0: soft <laughs> voice
1: thing. <laughs> So it's just—it's very. <laughs> so I'd be much like, like, auntie, Bro, are I you need for you real? to. I literally, like I. And I'm not
0: Biana. I cry. I'd be balling. I'd just
1: be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna tell them and I'm gonna tell them real matter of fact and then I'm gonna yep. move on. Don't look at not me. Trying
2: to cry literally, right. don't look at me. That's why my mom is a crier. Don't look at me. And like every time I would fly back to school or whatever, like it's at the airport, this lady, if I, I'm coming into the airport, like I'm here to hang out for a while, crying. I'm leaving to go back to school, yeah. crying. And I'm like, lady, <laughs> stop it. Don't look at me. Look what. My mom literally, we.
1: I think we talked about last episode how like I literally went to school at the street mm-hmm. from like where I lived for a semester, but my mom literally drove me. It's a it, it was a two minute drive from our house to campus,
2: and she was crying
1: <laughs> as we were going up the. the the i don't know you know mm-hmm. like the main road i can't think of the road right in the street right now but like literally crying that's where going onto campus and i was just like i'm literally i was like i'll probably be <laughs> oh, I
2: only got a couple of classes <laughs> like, today i can walk home, I, I, can, I, can walk home.
1: <laughs> I don't even have classes it's literally orientation it's like i can literally walk home <laughs> but yeah no emotional parents bro and especially because it's like they know their yep. kids so even if it's like not something as huge as what Bree's going through, but it's like if you're just stressed or you just have a lot, they're like, Oh, I see. So you're dealing with X, 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 and Y. And you're like, Bro, who asked you? First of all. Like, do you ask that Play? <laughs> my, my dad just says it straight up. I know you're I know you're handling this and I know you're dealing with this and I know you're afraid of this. And I'm like, Who told you? But also I might so
0: If you know me so well, then you also know that my coping mechanism is avoidance. So let me do nice. that. Stop confronting me with shit that I am working very hard to not confront. (laughs) Let my coping cope. (laughs) Let me cope.
1: No, for real. That's what I it's like. Look like,
2: like if you don't look at me while you're crying, then I can be fine. But so can you just leave me alone right now? Like I, I'm gonna walk away. No. I gotta, I gotta get away. Maybe
1: all up in you, in your face, like, mm-hmm, and I know, yep. And what are we gonna it's do? A, it's like, like, no, that, it's Beyonce. All mean. up in your mind. <laughs> That's what I didn't mean to. God like, oh, damn it! Get
0: out my mind. Get out my mind, please. Literally. Like in so, this yeah.
1: moment, so what I, I'm gonna I feel do for Brie? Because yeah. it's like. It's like I'm trying to keep it together right. here, and now I'm in the middle of campus right. Dad. Thanks,
2: Dad. Right, <laughs> I got I got a, a reputation to build here, and this um, I can't even notice the girl who started crying. I'm trying With to get away the girl whose mom died back home, and then you go have me out here crying on campus looking for the girl who cried Come on a quad. No, we're not doing that, sir. Mm-mm. Pull it together. Mm-mm. So that's why I feel Bree is basically there. um And so she grits, she's able to grit out, I'm good, dad. And then she stares at the veranda under her feet. She's trying to ground herself because her vision is tunneling. It goes sharp and then blurry because that's that's tears. Um, And then he's like, okay, at least get some food in your stomach before class. And she's like, will do. And then he says, where do we begin? And she clenches the phone tighter to her ear. This is a thing that they say when one of us is overwhelmed at the beginning. And he says, "That's my girl. I'll talk to you." And then later. she
0: said, "So, Dad, you're about to get a phone call, um, and I just wanna, right. I just wanna set the scene. <laughs> it's not as bad, right? As it seems right? You know and I mean? like some funky stuff is going on, and you know, I haven't quite figured it out
2: yet. But you have, like, she should have said like starting. I, 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 since we're talking about right. starting at the beginning, while we're, we're right, let me start at the beginning. What so had what happened, happened was? So what had happened? I uh, starting at
0: the beginning, you see, and so, uh...
2: You see. Yeah. I started at the beginning of the parties before semester... You told me theatrical. to find a I community, and there parties. was this girl that I right. knew from home,
0: <laughs> and so I was trying to find a community, you know what I mean? Just... Just... Oh
2: my god. Gotta finesse, finesse it, it. gotta finesse it. But does she do that? No. Because she's in her feelings. So... When, she's, when they hang up, she's shaking, her breath is in short pants, her heat claim, climbs her, like, she's she's doing her best to not ball on the quad. She's doing her best to hold it together. And she says, this is why I left. I love my father, but his words puncture every single layer of my wall until it may as well not exist. His grief makes my own emotions break across my skin like an earthquake, opening me up to, no, she squeezed. she whispers into her palms, but it's too late. The memories swell and overtake her. So Brie goes through this thing where she's... A conversation with her father about grief triggers her into actually reliving the moments where she found out about her mother passing away. Um, She relives getting the information. She relives seeing um, how she felt in that moment. And then she's also reliving... Is that magic from the police officer so she's starting to have a realization now uh, again it, it's, it's very is a, a distraction of sorts that's helpful to her while she's having these visions of grief um that wait a minute there's magic in this so for the first
1: am i mm-hmm. sorry i just i love the, like i we I, we mentioned it in the first in last episode but like i just want to reiterate how much i love the way that like her grief and her magic are intertwined and in how they like one unlocks the mm-hmm. other if that makes sense um but or i love the way that tracy writes it um because it's like yeah it's just it's just very interesting and her having this like flashback and then suddenly being like wait a second that's not what happened is a crazy thing to like have happened to your memory to be like, wait, this is not what happened. So yeah, this is very, um, well done.
2: Yeah. So to her, a new image dislodges itself from a, with a violent crack, like an iceberg is in the ocean. And then she still sees a silver badge on a breast pocket flashing, a body shimmering and the police officer's blue eyes holding her gaze then her father's with his mouth murdering words that I can't hear, words flowing to the room, and then a cold wind sweeping through her mind. And then just as quickly the memory ends. And because she's she's figured out that Cell has mind control powers, now she's having a moment where she's like, have I been mind controlled before by this random police officer? And so she spends the next, um, not only like the, her walking to class, but actually, class time, sitting and wondering through what happened when her mother passed away, and did the officer do a spell on her? Um, and she's wondering how he's related to Cell, to the King's mage thing, to the Merlin thing, the legend-born network. Where she's just like, she's going through classes, just like not at all in the moment with the class. She's in her headspace with uh, trying to untangle this like mystery that she has um, started to pull together. Um, and she loses time, the professors talk, she doesn't write a thing. And then her phone buzzes. Her father says, not Brie, not my child. He says, Brianna, <laughs> period. I got a phone call from the chins, then a phone call from the Dean going off campus. Trespassing the police, you need to call me back ASAP.
1: I just feel like, yeah, she just fumbled. It was, it's, it's a hard one, and I think also, like, she's very clearly, like, fixated on, yeah. This magic situation, right? Like even when she was talking to Alice, yeah, like that was the thing that set Alice. Even off.
2: when she was this in the thing, cop like, car this
1: other thing is going on. And because and like obviously Brie mentions a boy, but like she was getting to I yeah awesome crazy shit.
2: But uh, even when she was, was in the cop video. car, like she was going she's actually literally within the freaking space, like unsafe space. She felt unsafe. And she still was fixated on, is this this a quiet enough space for me to debrief Alice about the thing I just saw?
1: Right. And like, I get it. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, if something like that happened, I don't know, who would I tell? And like, we would need to figure this out. So I understand that part of it, but it's also like all of this other stuff doesn't matter. This is like her distraction, I guess is the best way to say it. She's like, no, magic is real and something's going on here. And like, yeah, I could talk to my, I could take notes in class or I could figure this out in my head. Or I could, you know, answer my dad right away or I could figure this out because magic is real and this, like almost being expelled. Comparatively is not, like, it doesn't matter, I guess. Um Yeah. I mean, and I get it, sort of.
2: Because she's like pushing Her world is on fire her world has been on fire since her mother died and so her being in trouble is like oh that's just more flames like i'm already living in flames so she's kind of like just not paying attention to the fire because she's like my world is already on fire like nothing that happens that's related to that is going to make me feel it's going to only make me feel more and I don't want to feel so I would rather take curiosity than take the path to like dealing with my emotions so I'm that's kind of like what's like the impetus between her and the distraction but also like the fascination with what's going on but also like, like I would love to have a background into like who she was prior to this all because is she like a mystery enthusiast like does she like solving things is that why she's like good in school because she likes to figure things out and like that's part of her personality because if it's like playing into this deeper component of her personality where she's just naturally curious then that can also explain a lot of like how that just kind of like persuades her to continue looking into what actually happened um that night that her mother passed away and how is that related to everything else that she's seeing
1: I mean, and I think it also, though, is part of the, f- like, the fact that, like, her memory jumps, ju- like, changed mm-hmm. or whatever, and, like, because she just went through the situation with Cell and having her mind, like, kind of altered or, like, changed and having it, and having it wiped, right, like, and being able to jump out of that and then seeing that this happened again and unlocking that memory and realizing it's happened twice and the first time was, like when her mom died, I think it's also just like, first it's taking her a second to like make the connection but then when she does I think she's like, oh no, this is more than, it becomes more than just a curiosity and the like, oh snap like magic is real, it then becomes like a, oh no, magic is real and it has something to do with it, mm-hmm. oh,
2: yeah, and, and it's tied so, to, you know, me. It's to yeah. me yeah,
1: right, and it becomes and again, like we talked about how like her anger so far has been unfocused um, but this is the moment where she, like, finds something to focus it and something to, like, um, something to come, you know what I mean? Like, to zero in on, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I I just wanted to go back a little bit and make a point about, like, her dad's text is, like, I got a message from the chins. I don't even think... Uh, don't know where I put my book but I think then the dean called him so the dean called Alice's mm-hmm. parents mm-hmm. Alice's parents called her dad and then the dean called him and so it's also one of the things that like it reminds me of like the prologue where they go to Alice's parents house and they all sit down and they like tell them together so like Alice is also kind of dealing yeah I think they well, all know mm-mm Mm-mm. No, I think Alice
1: Mm-mm. no that Alice okay. sat her parents down and had that. But
0: I it doesn't yeah. just show that like they are close and like as like not just like oh brie and Alice are best friends but in brie and Alice being best friends, like the parents know each other and have talked to each other and are like keeping track of each other's kids as well, right? Like My best friend's mom, like, my mom is going to tell my best friend's mom if we get into some nonsense and vice versa, because, like, that's how you continue to feel safe with your kids' friends. Um, And so I think that there's also something here about, like, the, but not just, like, the lies of admission, which this is, but, like, the idea of, like, I'm now finding this stuff out from Alice's family and not from you, and, like, Further putting up walls between her and Alice, right? Like, oh, we need even more separation because if we, if I get into trouble or whatever, you tell your parents what I'm up to, they're going to tell my dad what I'm up to. And the thing that I want the most is to kind of be isolated, which is not healthy, um, but is what is kind of making her feel better. Um, and so. I think that there's also something in in that that like makes me think, uh, I've just been thinking kind of about like in, you know, oh, we're spoiler heavy, okay. So in Bloodmarked Alice makes like a return and is a much bigger character, Mm -hmm. but in this book she does get kind of pushed to the sidelines. And I think that like, this is another part of that separation and that isolation of like the one person in brief proximity who she feels like she can't hide from, right? So she can't hide from her dad, but she's been able to like go to early college, go to Chapel Hill, she's two hours away. And so she only really has to deal with that emotional, like um, vulnerability on the phone. And she can kind of, you know, feels like she has some level of control over like when she talks to him, what they talk about, like how much information she lets him know. Um, not just because I'm trying to hide stuff from my dad, but because of that feeling of like vulnerability that she's trying to get away from. She doesn't want to feel vulnerable. And so this also like is another thing of like, well, if I push Alice away, then that's another thing that will shield me from like that vulnerability. Um, and so... It just, yeah, it, it it's a really interesting thing when you think about. um <laughs> I wish one of them was like a psychology major, but you think about like the fact that of like the illusion of control is what Bree is actually trying to mm-hmm. get. Like we've talked a lot about distraction, but she wants to see distraction because she feels her grief is out of her control. She she doesn't have a handle on it. So the way that she's able to control her feelings is to like really kind of shut down and separate herself from any avenue of vulnerability and so this is just another way in which she feels vulnerable and out of control and so I think that goes it informs a lot about how she another reason why she's so easily willing to kind of separate herself from Alice um, in this moment
2: yeah, I think there's also a point there about, like, the Chins and the Matthews are close enough where it's interesting that um, Alice has the standing agreement with her parents to go home every weekend, which I think could also include Brie if Brie wanted to go home. Like, they wouldn't feel away way about bringing her, too. Um, but Brie sees it as a clear, like, Alice is not is going home every weekend and Alice is making this place a home. And I'm not – like, she's she's building a bridge between them even before – um everything falls out uh, or she's t- breaking down the bridge between them before everything falls out um and it's interesting like when her so the this bridge is here like even whenever she's not like actively trying to be part of that bridge um it's still happening without her they're still contacting her father and she barely registers the fact that his his anger and responds to him he gave us a warning. I'm in class right now. Can we talk later? You hid this from me on the phone. A lie of omission is still a lie. I know, Dad. I'll call you after dinner. Yes, you will. Now. I mean.
1: But she isn't. She's not paying attention. <laughs> but she also knows, she knows. Like she's she's brushing it off. She's brushing him off. She's 100% brushing him off. She's a hundred. Like it's more like it's. Yeah. It's, it's lucky she's in class.
2: Right? yeah this is Probably what I mean to say. It's like she, it's working in it's her favor. Actually. Yes.
1: Yeah. That she can't actually call him right
2: now. But the same. It's not even that she's blowing him off. It's that that she's like. It's like she's presented like <laughs> in a very teenager way of like, it's like a non problem. He just gave us a warning. Like I'll call you when I'm out of class. And he's like, yes, you will. Like, the like the gravity of the situation is not, oh, we'll talk through the phone call. Like, you know it's deeper than that, but you're blowing it off right now because you don't want to think about it. Okay.
1: But it's also the fact that she lied. Yeah. Like, if she had come clean from jump, it, I think it would be, I think he would have been a lot That phone call
2: would have been longer, though, as well. Like, that, it she probably would have been, misplot- yeah. It
1: would have been longer. He would have been like, you know, this isn't, you know, mm-hmm. why you're at school, you know, you know, there would have been, there would have been that, but. The fact that she lied makes
0: it. I sometimes. also think too, and then again, this is why I like
1: yeah.
0: stand a emotionally aware man. Um stand no man, but mm. if you're if you must, stand one that's emotionally aware. Um he he is filtering all of this through the lens of her grief. And the way that we just talked about Alice not really being able to like empathize or really be able to like see the full like see with like actual clarity like that these actions from Bree are like cries for help or calling out or they all stem from the same place her dad is very clearly because he's going through it as well like I see these impulses I know where these come from and so it's not a I don't think that he is questioning her character the way that uh, it felt uh-huh. kind of like Alice was a little bit like what is like who are you becoming uh-huh. So much as like, you know better. These are all red flags of like you're in crisis right now, and I'm trying to do best for for you. I'm trying to do good by you, but like, if if the way that you're coping with this isn't actually going to be good for you, then we're going to do it my way. (laughs) And I think that's kind of the warning. Also, it's not like like. oh, you're out here trying to party, you're out here. Like, I don't think that he is.
2: I don't think that he is. Well, we haven't heard him respond to the yeah. party yet. We just heard, we've just seen him responding to the fact yeah, that he Yeah, but lies. I mean, if even don't the hear lies how and stuff, like, I don't see him thinking, on...
0: like, it doesn't sound like he is responding like, oh, you think you're grown. So much as like, Oh no, we are going to talk about this because, like, these are mm-hmm. you know, like in the same way that he immediately is like, "Are you eating?" That's a sign of grief. Like, I, I got the same. Again, it's a text message, but I got the same tone of like, "Oh, you're lying." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like dad has his like how to how to how to grieve or grieving while black book open and is like looking at the <laughs> like, "Oh, that's a that's a sign that's a that's a symptom," and like, what does this mean for my child? You know. Um, and like, how do we get a handle on this before it spirals even more than it already has?
1: Let's do, uh, MVP and benched.
0: Yeah. I, so I've been, or I made, sorry, um, Breeze Dad my MVP, Mr. Matthews. I just think that, like, um, how he's like kind of caring for brie and trying to give her space but also not too much space that she or you know hangs herself or can't come back from it i think is um really good and you just can see the love that he has even in these like short conversations and text conversations like the the love and concern and care that he has for brie is like very evident all the way through so
1: Agreed. He's, he's, you know, it's obviously not easy on him too. And to him to have to like deal with his own grief and parent, obviously lots of people have to deal with this, but it's not easy. And I think that he's, you know, doing his best. Um, and so far it seems like he's doing a decent job, or at least as well as can be done when your kid is like not in the same. And lying. Space as you. <laughs> but she just discovered magic so cut her some slack (laughs) um okay Portia your MVP
2: also uh Mr. Matthews um for all the reasons y'all said and also this man is parenting from afar with a teenage daughter who's willfully trying not to be parented um and that has to be a lot with uh losing like the love of his life and all the everything else that goes along with that. So him sticking in there and still coming from a place of empathy when his emotions are probably also all over the place. Um, and he's grounded enough to try to relate to Brie when she's being, um, not that easy to talk to in a moment. It's just very well done of him, even though he's the adult, not all adults are emotionally equipped to, um, be emotionally available when they're also going through a lot so i really loud that for him
1: tight uh benched
2: yeah i went through i went through the full gamut to uh i went the police officer um which was uh whatever his name is norris um, the dean McKinnon and then also the board of trustees, because they are the ones who primarily um, are the ones who decide what changes are done to university campuses and buildings, and they have allowed for their proximity to the history of Confederacy to be more important to them than the safety and well-being. Um, it's a, and a cycle of emotional understanding of students on that campus, and they are trash for that. And in real life, whoever they are, they should feel like they should be properly removed from their spaces because you'd are, you're not thinking about the student. You're thinking about yourself and your family's legacy, which is brutality, and you're proud of it like, for dumb reasons. So like, y'all need to get checked on yeah, that. This is literally what it uh, looks like. Yeah. No, it's a real school. It's like, yeah. Any, any place that puts like where we have we should have like I have a whole freaking article about this. Where are the the monuments are of the you people the who schools. were freed themselves? Where are the monuments of the people who struggled? Oh, well. Where are those monuments? Where are those? Because those are the people that have we should have pride for, the people who aided and ab- and abetted and accomplished and pushed for. These strangers. Those are people that we should have monuments for. You don't have monuments for losers. You don't have monuments for human traffickers. We don't do that. So keep that out of here. Same goes for the same um, narrative and freaking like general like propaganda and understanding of the world that allows this stuff to happen, which is channeled through uh, Dean McKinnon and Officer Norris um they know they're walling they know they're making these girls feel unsafe and they do not care and the fact that dean mckinnon probably knows norris's personality um and for norris to say oh uh brie he told me that you were being disrespectful you should like don't why are you even bringing that up like if if, like i just can't like where i know i partially want to be like where's the dei training but at the same time i know dei is often bs So overall, I just these people can be fired and removed from their jobs and replaced with people who are better equipped to have discussions with people of color, whoever they might be, whatever background they may be, people who are better equipped because these people are not it. And if you can't talk well with people of color, then you really shouldn't have that job because you're interacting with people of color on a regular effing basis.
1: was going to say yeah i just i only (laughs) yeah yeah, i I just want to add one thing which is
0: like so we see this a lot in like um in anywhere in which people are made a part of these programs where they have like the structure of the program takes away a lot of their autonomy and control it's like if you're going to have a program like early college you're going to have kids behaving like college students which means going off campus and doing these things and i think like we talked about with like having a peer mentor like you should that shouldn't be a punishment that should just be a part of the program and like yeah there should be some strictures but when you make it so that people feel beholden to um to you to be in a place or that they that like the rules are so strict that they can't actually experience or or have the experience they're trying to get, um, you're going to have kids have pushback. And then the, it's also like the double standard, right? Like Charlotte's like, oh no, we did this. <laughs> you know, she doesn't, first she doesn't see the differences between her and Allison and Bree, or she's not recognizing those differences and like, or in, intellectualizing like, that there will be different consequences for these two students. But um, also like, You know there are a lot of kind of rules and stuff in which you know i i saw this this video the other day where it's like people actively commit two to three felonies a day and it's impossible to not commit a felony it's a matter of like who's getting criminalized for these things right so if you've ever forget what they said like um there was some example that i was like i do that all the time (laughs) <laughs> and like oh if you um live in a like a place like california where weed is legal and you smoke weed and then you fill out a form like at the DNB that asks if you've ever committed a felony and you hit no then you've committed fraud and that's a felony right because weed is legal in in your state but it's not legal federally whatever and that's just like A matter of like just poor legislation and poor rules, like just bad, badly written rules that do not reflect realities in any way. And I think that like part of the issues here is like, yes, they did break the rules. I'm not, I'm not like, they knew the rules. Alice knew the rules. They decided to break them anyway, but there isn't any kind of leeway or understanding that like some of those rules are written with the knowledge that these children are going to break them because that's a part of the process. And so the difference in reactions and like over kind of policing or over, or over disciplining these students is just something that I think like another reason why I wanted to bench the dean and the sheriff. I just think that we should like acknowledge the fact that there are probably some other early college kids at that party as well and they got to make it home. So
1: Yeah,
2: 100%
0: thank you for listening next week we will discuss chapter six through eight of legend born
1: wizard team is part of the black nerds create collective um if you want to keep up with our content you can check out our website at Blacknerdscreate.com. um and then follow us on instagram and tumblr at wizard pod and at black nerds create uh, we'll talk to y'all next week
2: bye bye